The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Welcome to Him For Her Radio. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him Prison Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. If you say what you want to say, listening to him for her radio. I am so excited about today's topics. I'm so pumped because why? I got a ton of experience in it. Not only was I it, but I also have two kids. Uh, Before we get to what the topic title is today, I want to thank you for tuning in. Our topics come from Facebook, from him for her radio, or through my email at himprisonministries.org. Uh, This topic is one that's on people's minds here on staff, too, at AM 980, The Mission. Uh, They're eager to hear about what we're going to talk about today, as well as I believe that this applies to men and women everywhere struggling with this issue. Today's hot topic is how to survive challenging children. Okay, yes, I did say I had been a challenging child. You can even ask mom and dad in California. In fact... I'm surprised they even survived this long. Howdy to mom and dad out there. I'm not just talking about the little dudes challenging children, but I'm talking about all the way through to adult children, which are very difficult to parent. I mean, what do we do in that area? So we're going to talk about all ages and ranges. we got a ton to talk about. I don't want to spend too much time on the intro, but it's a big topic. I have sitting next to me to my right... A dear friend of mine, Miss Reagan Kramer, who is going to be my co-host guest. Say hello, Reagan. Hello, Shug. Hello, everybody out there. I'm so excited to be here. What a privilege. I'm pumped up about what we're talking about today. I need to know. Were you a challenging child, Reagan? Yes, I was. I don't believe that. But I never got caught. You look like a goody (laughs) two-shoes. I don't believe that. But but I do love her, and I'm glad that she's here. Um, Our guest today is so special. I've known her for quite a while. Her name is Becky Danielson, and she's here with Faith First Parent. Becky's favorite title is a mom. She and her husband, Scott, have two young adult sons. She is a licensed parent and family, family educator. Becky candidly shares her life as a Christian wife, mom, and educator. She is the co-author of Raising Little Kids with Big Love, and this is the good one for me, and Raising Big Kids with Supernatural Love. Both of them have study guides. I spent a little bit of time going through the books and the study guides, and they were just chock full of information I think I could have used when my kids were little. Hey, Ben and Shelly, don't you think I could have been a better mom? I'm sure I could have had I read these beforehand. Becky is a sought-after speaker around the country. And on top of that, she blogs for moms and dads through faithfirstparent.com. Did you hear that? Take a pencil out, too, because we're going to have something for you to win, possibly down the road, and paper, and I want you to be ready. Faithfirstparent.com. She's interesting and so informative on this blog. I just love it. Sign up today. So if you're just joining us, this is Shugbury with Him for Her Radio, and our topic today is how to survive challenging children. Becky Danielson, 
thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for inviting me, Shug. I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> Let's get right down to that million-dollar question, shall we? Why on earth are some children easy to raise? I mean, I watch these people like, what did you do? You got like perfect kids. And others are so challenging. Not that I'm going to look at my own life, but they were. Every single one of us has our own story. Every single one of us mm-hmm. is different. And those parents that have that perfect firstborn or they think is that perfect firstborn are always so surprised when either the second one comes along or that first one makes choices that they don't expect that child to make. Um, we're volitious, volit- volitional little creatures that were created to be our own people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Individual little buggers. That's Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Every single one. You know, um, if my child had been raised in a Christian home, which they were, and this is a question that, that others might be asking, if, if, if your kid is raised in a Christian home, how can he or she possibly be so difficult? You know, I think a lot of parents lean back in the Christian world on Proverbs, raise a child up. And it's a really great tenant, but it is not a promise. We give our children everything from the moment they're born. We give them um, everything that they need to be the people that they are supposed to be but they get to make their own decisions as well. Mm -hmm. And they're not always going to make great decisions, nor do we make great decisions. Mm -hmm. I'm still resting on the fact for parents out there that are listening, that the way you raise a child is the way they will return to. Um, Scripture just confidently speaks to my heart on that. Have you seen that from time to time? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think from little up, and, and we were talking about this a little bit before the radio program, in that when we lay a solid foundation for our little ones, a solid foundation. We read the Bible. We talk about Jesus. We talk about that saving faith. We talk about the promises of God's word at home. Their life is built on that. Mm -hmm. Um, We played all Christian radio when my kids were little. They were really surprised that there was other music out there. Is there? I don't think there is. (laughs) (laughs) And, And I think when we lay that solid foundation for our children, they have that to fall back on even when they step off into sand on either side. Mm -hmm. Now, Becky, you're married to Scott, great guy, and you've got two good-looking boys, adult boys. How old are they? Soon to be 22 and 24. And what are their names? Ryan is the eldest, and Eric is our youngest. You know, they couldn't have been that difficult, because you still look rather young yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of moisturizer. Lots of moisturizer (laughs) and lots of prayer. You know, it's interesting that you say that, because a lot of parents ask, what can I do, what can I do? And it's the prayer piece, I think, in parenting is huge. Why because, is that? Because God loves our children more than we do, mm-hmm. and he wants the best for them. Mm-hmm. And when we, when we pray and get on our knees, and, and young moms will say, but I don't have time to be on my knees. Younger moms and dads do a lot of arrow prayers. They mm-hmm. shoot high. I need help right now as they run after these little ones. Mm-hmm. But parents of teens and young adults, we spend a lot of time on our knees because we have the time, and our children still need to be covered in prayer. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop when they leave the nest. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that, kids out there, you adult children? We're still praying for you troublemakers. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. You know, I, I just think it's such a blessing. I myself am married to a wonderful, godly man named Blair, and um, we get on our knees still to this day often praying for our two grown children, uh, that God's prayers are um, able to reach beyond the walls of our house and touch our children's lives. It's just the impact that I've seen um, as they are being raised and as they're grown up. My kids are now 34 and 31, um, Ben and Shelley, and it, it's just amazing to watch what life would be like 
No, let me rephrase that. It's amazing to watch what life was like with Christ in it. I can't imagine what it would be like without Christ in your life raising kids. You know, let me give you a really good example of the the prayer piece that we were talking about. Um, When my oldest was um, a freshman in college, he called right before finals. He was really nervous, very anxious, concerned. Had he prepared well enough? You know, it's a different testing schedule, just different everything, really, when you go away to college. We were talking, and I said, you know, how did you prepare? And he went through his whole list of preparation pieces from studying tactics and things that he'd learned in high school and such. And we got to the end of his little list, and I said, well, Rye, when's the last time you prayed about this? And there was that long pregnant pause, and Mm. I thought, okay. I said, well, Mom, I think about 20 minutes ago, and my heart leaped for joy. It's like, okay, this is one of his strategies. This is what he goes to when he is nervous, anxious, concerned. That okay, well, do you want to pray now? He said yes. Yeah. So we prayed together on the phone, and that, you know, to have to have a nineteen-year-old boy say, "Thank you," that really helped. Mm. Made my heart sing. Was he always like that? You know, our boys, our boys were covered in prayer from little up. We Scott and I both grew up in Christian families. We felt that it was really important before they left for school. We'd meet in the mudroom. We'd you know pray for the day for the spelling mm-hmm. test the bully on the playground whatever it was that they mm-hmm. had concerns with mm-hmm. or wanted prayer for we would incorporate into our family prayer that morning so they're they're used to it mm-hmm. i mean when they were teeny tiny the rope prayers were great mm-hmm. then we moved into the the acts um the adoration confession thanksgiving and supplication prayer model mm-hmm. and it was great awesome. it, they 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 lean into that and i'm grateful for that if you're just tuning in, this is Him for Her Radio. My name is Shugbury. My co-host today is Reagan Kramer, and we're speaking with one of my favorite people, Becky Danielson, on how to survive challenging children. So I have a question for you, Miss Reagan. Mm-hmm. You got that adorable son, Henry. How old is he? Six. I can't imagine he's any trouble at all. He's a perfect child. Yeah, isn't that amazing how that works? I'm so blessed. <laughs> so what are some of the challenges you have as a mom today? Well, we talk a lot about natural consequences at our house. And um, so my question to you, Becky, is how how do you let children suffer those natural consequences of things happening um, in, a, in a healthy way without letting them suffer too much, but to understand that there are consequences for disobedience and for sin at a younger age? Absolutely. And they need to learn it when they're under your roof because the consequences typically aren't as difficult, yet they're great learning opportunities. Um, Let me give you an example. Henry doesn't want to wear his coat to school. Nope, I'm not wearing my coat. I'm not wearing my coat. That's a good one. Okay. So you tuck his little coat in his backpack and help him roll up. You don't have to wear your coat. Well, the temperature is, is cold enough where he's going to get cold quickly. That's a perfect natural consequence for not choosing to wear his coat. And I think for, for parents, we, um, we tend to tell our kids this, this, and this. And what we need to do is give them two choices. Mm-hmm. You can wear your blue coat, or you can wear your red coat, or you can wear your coat or not wear your coat and put it in your backpack instead. You choose, Henry. I love that. You know, though, I struggle with that, Becky, because as a mom, you know, the worst thing you wanted to do is have your kid down to the bus stop with short sleeves on and shorts, and it's 30 degrees out. And and as a mom, I agree wholeheartedly with what you've said as a person, but as a mom, you're like, no, I can't let the neighbors see my kid down there in their shorts. Oh, I am totally there. I taught school, kindergarten, first grade before my kids were born, and 
I had the best parenting advice ever for those parents. Okay, I'm ready. Horrible parenting advice. Horrible, horrible parenting advice because I didn't have my own. I thought my kids would be perfect kids Mm -hmm. and I was going to be a perfect parent. And I think we need to let go of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That if our child Mm -hmm. wants to wear the tutu to school, (laughs) you know what? She can wear her tutu to school. I, I had one of our boys checked for colorblindness because he chose to throw on clothes that never match the orange shirts, shorts with a purple shirt. And I think, oh, and our pediatrician laughed and came in the room and said, you know what? We checked him and he's fine. Maybe Rebecca, I should he's test not my colorblind. husband on that. <laughs> he just doesn't care. Yeah, doesn't care. Doesn't care. You know, right, so we need to step back from some of those things. Fight the big battles and let the little ones go. Repeat that. That's a good point. Fight mm-hmm. the big battles, the ones that are worth it, mm-hmm. and let the little ones go. Mm-hmm. If you cannot stand the messy room, Shut the door. Mm-hmm. If you cannot stand the the uh, shoes left on the floor, put them away. And when your child is looking for them, they can give you a buck to get them back. You know, there are natural consequences there and great go. things for for every situation with every child. And I think, you know, when parents say, oh, I wish they had come with a handbook, they do. And it's God's word. Mm-hmm. Now, is there going to be a specific course of action for every parenting situation? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, but they will find all the wisdom they need in the book. And how early do you think you should start that with kids? Reading the Bible? Mm-hmm. Right off the bat. Mm. I think in utero. If you're reading Amen. God's Word, you read it out loud to that little one. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Amen for that. You know, I agree with what you're saying about letting kids fail while they're living in your house. I wish I had done that more with my own children. Um, I was golfing one time, and uh, this woman who was a grandmother, was next to me, and I said, what advice would you have for me in raising my kids? Uh, And she said, let them fail while they're still in your house. Mm -hmm. You know, how many moms and dads have got, like, the recipe for the best science project, and they're Mm -hmm. out there at the hardware store picking up all the, you know, and and you'd see each other in the hardware store going, how's your project going? Well, my project Mm -hmm. is good. How's yours? When it was really supposed to be something the kids were building themselves at home. And I don't think that they will learn unless we allow them to fail. Now, there are the boundaries exactly like what God gives us, mm-hmm. especially, ladies, if you're reading God's Word. May I encourage you to get a Bible? Get a Bible, open it up, start with the book of John, um, and, and, and just read what God has in store for you. Read out of the book of Mark. It's amazing the promises that are in God's Word are the same promises and guidelines you can use in raising your kids today. Absolutely. And Old Testament, even mm-hmm. the Ten Commandments, they lay a great foundation of basic family rules. Amen, mm-hmm. amen. Reagan, how about you? If let's say little precious Henry gets in trouble, how do you like to discipline? What's the best discipline method for him? Well, I sit him down. It, it's, I think eye contact's really important mm-hmm. because a lot of times there's something going on with kids that um, may have nothing to do with what they did, but they're overwhelmed or something happened at school. So we sit down and we talk about it. We have great eye contact usually. If there's no eye contact, sometimes I give them time. I mean, sometimes kids need to process and they need to understand, but um, I usually, we do have timeouts in our house, not a lot. But he knows at this point in the game, because we started so young, if it is a timeout situation, he usually comes and just says he's sorry right away. And, you know, we can talk about it further. But there's times as a parent, I mean, I teach Bible study to little kids. I've seen little kids fold their hands, babies, in their carriers, listening to the Bible, Ooh. hearing the word of God. Mm. So you're right when you say you can start very, very early. I think it's true. I think it's extremely important. Um, but to just continue to tell them about 
who God is through all of those times in their life when they're struggling. Exactly. That's smart. Very smart. If you're just tuning in, this is Him for Her Radio. I'm Shug Burry with co-host Reagan Kramer, and we are speaking with the child expert, Becky Danielson. Been there, done that, wrote the books. Yes. So um, one of my next questions is for you. Does parenting style make any difference when it comes to the type of kid you have? Absolutely. And and in the book, my co-author, Lori Wildenberg, and I outline different parenting styles. Mm-hmm. And a parent typically falls or has a default style. And mine is the controller. I am the firstborn of an only of an only, of the eldest of eight. Mm. And I like to be in charge because I've seen these strong women that always were in charge. Mm-hmm. So my default was to be the controller. And I need to slide over and remember I need to be a chum with my friend or with my children. And I need to be that friend sometimes. But I think parents as a whole these days think that they need to be their child's best friend. Mm-hmm. And that's not our job. We're not called to be our child's friend. We're chi- called to be our child's parent mm-hmm. and help them to become the people that God has called them to be. Yes. Yep. And we're learning, too, as parents, especially those of us who are kind of type A personalities, not that I'm talking about myself. Or me. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we got to learn to play with the kids, too. And that's where my Mm -hmm. husband was really good. We were like kind of the opposites of each other. You know, I was more uh, the disciplinary, and he was the good guy when he came in the door, which is a challenge, too. When you are parenting Children, do you have any advice for women out there that are opposites of maybe their husbands as they're parenting and they're getting frustrated? One of the more popular classes that I that I teach and speak on to people or parenting groups really across the nation is same ba- same page parenting. Ooh. How do you get on the same page mm-hmm. to to parent well with your spouse? Be it um, one is the disciplinarian and one is the buddy. You talk about it ahead of time. It's it's proactive rather than reactive parenting. Mm-hmm. You talk about things before they come down the line. And I know when, you know, going back to the challenging children piece, it has been really helpful for Scott and me with our own kids that when they hit a speed bump or make a choice that is not something we would choose for them or have done something that's, you know, out of line, mm-hmm. that's, this isn't, this isn't going to happen and we need to change this, the two of us parenting together knowing that our marriage came first, they joined our marriage, Mm -hmm. that we are going to be that team that will support and love you no matter what, but we're also going to hold you accountable, Mm -hmm. makes a tremendous difference. It provides security. I mean, Mm -hmm. children want to know what the boundaries are. It's just like when you're driving. I use the analogy a lot with parents. If you're driving in New York City, do you know for sure you can turn right at a red light? And you might take the chance and just turn right on a red light. But would you if you had an NYPD squad car behind Mm -hmm. you? You might think twice. Mm -hmm. It's just like that with children. If they know the rules, they know to stay within the boundaries. And if they don't stay within the boundaries, there will be a consequence. Mm -hmm. And it may be a natural consequence for older kids. You lose the car keys. You lose your Mm -hmm. phone. Mom and dad are paying for the phone. It's not yours. You lose your phone. Privileges. You know, whatever it is that you and your spouse decide on together is how to manage the kids well and train them well. I like that. Proactive versus reactive. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you ladies, but it seems like, is it harder to parent children now? Um, When I grew up, we didn't have social media. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Instagram. I mean, that's a whole other can of worms. But man, are we fighting against some of these things that we've never had to do before? Yes. I think that the technology piece plays a huge part of what our, our teens and young adults are dealing with especially because it's it's they have an online life that may be very different than their offline 
life. And for parents to be involved in that, I mean, it, friending, there's there's a lot parents can do technology-wise. And, and parents will find things on faithfirstparent.com as well as 1 Corinthians 13 parenting.com. But the technology piece, I think, is something that parents need to be wholly aware of. Know where your child is going online. Um, if they're doing their homework, the computer and laptops stay in a common area in the home. The cell phones are off. The the mealtime is a no-tech mm-hmm. area. I mean, we, we had it as a tech-free zone, and it made a big difference. You know, you, they'd feel them buzzing in their pockets, and you could tell because they'd have that little jump mm-hmm. and look down. It's like, nope, not at the table. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a battle. It's, it's a, a battle. battle. And I think it's a mm-hmm. battle for parents, too, because there are a lot of parents that are so tied to their phone mm-hmm. that when they pick their children up from preschool, pick mm-hmm. them up from Sunday school, they're on their phone. That They're not looking at their children. Put the I'm, phones down, people. Oh, yeah, I'm completely. very guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Completely. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about eye contact with Henry, that's mm-hmm. the best thing you can do. Mm-hmm. But the technology tears that away. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. You know, my kids are long gone and out of the house. Um, we've had some challenging situations, not only um, just being basic parents, but I think that all parents do. I mean, if you're a hands-on parent, you run into some tough situations. Um, you all know that I preach in prison and I speak with the women and I hear about their kids um, and their challenges, and oftentimes they're addicts or oftentimes they're um, in trouble as well. And it's not because the women necessarily are prisoners. This is just life. Things just happen. So, Becky, let me ask you before we wrap up, if a parent is really in a tough situation with a child, whether it be a young child, uh, uh, an older uh, teen, maybe even a young adult, what do you recommend? Number one, know that you are not alone. There is... There isn't a situation under the sun that has not happened with a child, and you are not alone in whatever it is that's going on. And then seek help. Go to your pastor. Go to your Bible study friends. Find someone that you can trust, your mentor. Um, whoever it is, find someone that you can talk to and get help right away. Because the longer you wait, the worse the situation gets, period. And if you can go as a team, mom and dad, and be on the same page, mm-hmm in what you're going to do, be it an intervention for a teen or a young adult, be it a um, a school issue, whatever it is. If you parent together through that and know, number one, God is in control. Number two, you are stronger together than you are apart. And number three, that you are not alone. Mm-hmm. It, it'll get you through it. Amen. You know, there's a lot of single women out there. And ladies, if you're listening and you're raising kids and you've got jobs and you're trying to parent and try to get it all together, I just got to tell you, go to the throne before you go to the phone. Go to Jesus. Drop to your knees. He wants to hear from you. He wants you to confess and to open up and to share with him your woes. He allowed your kids to come into your life because he handpicked them even before you knew them. God knew them. And so um, I just want to thank you so much, Reagan, for being with us here today, Reagan Kramer. Thank you so much. And Becky. And Becky, I do want um, the listeners to know that you have something special for them. Could you please share that? I do. I do. We have a copy of Raising Little Kids with Big Love and a copy of Raising Big Kids with Supernatural Love for viewers. All you need to do is go to faithfirstparent.com. Subscribe, and all new subscribers will be entered into a drawing for the series. Okay, so you're going to enter into a drawing if you go to Faith First. 
parenting. Is that correct? Faith First Parent. Parent. Singular. Yep. Dot com. Did you guys get that? Faith firstparent.com. And hey, while you're online, would you do me a favor and check out himprisonministries.org. This is um, the organization that supports this ministry, Him for Her Radio. We go around the world and preach the gospel in prisons in the darkest places that you would imagine. I would encourage you to donate to help us to walk alongside us, because don't you think everybody deserves a second chance? And if you have never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, because you never even knew you could go and have full access to him. I would encourage you to do that today because I can't tell you how many times I got on my knees and I knew that I wasn't alone. I had Jesus Christ with me. It's an easy prayer. Father, I am a sinner. I ask you come into my life. I need you. Help me to turn away from my sins and turn toward you. Lead me for the rest of my life. And I promise you, ladies, You've got the best counselor leading you with your kids through God's Word and Jesus Christ. This is Sugbury, him for her radio, over and out. Till next time, love ya.